0: <laughs> Jesus. Do you try that again?
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to Safe and Sound, the podcast that discusses anything and everything within the music industry. We really need to change that. But yeah. for the meantime, that is our motto. <laughs> we are your host, Georgina
0: get out the podcast even before we even start Yeah, No, we need to change that. Uh, and Taylor, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> welcome back to episode two of season three. Um, obviously changing the changing it up this time. No past the Yorks this week. Um, it is our second long long episode uh where we're running down our favorite projects from 2021. It feels weird to think that 2021 is already done. One like one and done in a way. <laughs>
1: exactly and when I think back to the other episodes that we were like recap of the year episodes they don't even feel that long ago
0: no it's crazy and I feel like I can't believe there's been a year's worth of music that we can actually dissect and go through and Mm -hmm. uh, run down what our favourite projects and stuff were obviously in the last episode you got a little highlight into uh, how our 21 to 21s were personally Uh, but obviously this is back to what we're here for back to what what brought us all together and that is music sweet sweet music um 2021 was a bit of a weird year for music i'd say
1: it was it was was.
0: yeah i think there's a bit big big rebound of the tiktok music making that was sort of like 2020 felt very much like all the music that was being created was being made from that and i feel like for me personally a lot of 2021 stuff felt like projects that were made and settled for like a long time and were sort of like They didn't feel as reactive as 2020. Yeah. In a way.
1: I I also think as well, um, in terms of when the albums or projects were rolled out, it was like the first six months of the year, people were still kind of thinking, they're they're trying to gauge, okay, what's the actual market like at the minute Hmm. to to release albums? And I think you saw quite a few album pushbacks, delays, and then we, from like sort of June onwards, we kind of had an influx of stuff to go through. And we always kind of laugh and joke saying, you know, when it's like New Music Friday, it's almost like oh, homework, like
2: yeah. stuff
1: to listen to. And it, But the, the second half of the year, I think, definitely produced A, more yeah. albums and also just better quality music. I think,
0: um, I think it's interesting you say from June onwards, because I would say, and I'd go as far as saying, I don't think anything really started popping off until potentially October time. I think I would say that that summer gap, that summer sort of season, usually the time where people release some of their best sort of stuff just felt so flat and so dry. My, interestingly, my top projects from the year are either, I think one was from June. No, one, one, one album was from June, July time. All the rest of it was either from January or November, December time for me Mm -hmm. personally, which is, and again, I don't know how um, I don't know how biased it is because obviously by the time by this point of the year, obviously January, the stuff which is released in November, stuff so like still reasonably quite fresh. So uh, maybe it stands as more of my standout favorite stuff because it's in more recent memory. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But it just yeah. felt like towards the end of the year, it felt like I was like, shit. There's this project, this project. I'm trying to listen to it all, and I'm like, I do not have enough hours in the day to <laughs> listen to every single person's projects that I kind of want to listen to um mm-hmm. and i feel like as well there was some projects that me- like didn't just didn't land this year like i was very much expecting a scissor album very mm-hmm. much expecting something from kendrick lamar um and then just to not get either of them. i mean i would love to say rihanna but that's just never going to come is it realistically i thought we were going to have the sort of um like we did with the the year beforehand where Drake dropped a single once we started talking about it. <laughs> and then was going to do the same but They did not, not, uh, not uh, materialise. So, um, But yeah, it'd be interesting to, I think this is going to be one of the good episodes where I think you and I are going to have some of our beautiful Venn diagram where there's going to be one or two which we agree on, but I think there's going to be quite a big, um, quite big differences of what our favourite projects were.
1: To that point, can we address the elephant in the room?
0: Which elephant? <laughs>
1: certified
0: Lover Boy. Oh, let's start with that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's hear it, Taylor.
0: Let's go. Right. Yeah. So, certify, yeah, Certified Lover Boy was one of them ones. Which see, this is I can't understand if I can't understand if I've got a very fair judgment on the album because I think the anticipation for it. And the build-up for it and the expectations of what was coming, I built up so incredibly insanely high that I feel like everything was gonna kinda of, everything was gonna kinda of feel like a disappointment. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: And I think the album cover, lest we not speak on. Um <laughs> It's, it's annoying because... It made
1: for good fancy dress costumes for Halloween, but other than that... It's,
0: it's annoying because it did exactly what it needed to do in a sense of, like, it got people talking. It, it's got us talking on it now. And mm. it's just annoying because it's like, I know... Like, who puts... I'm sorry, but who puts emojis as a... out? It just really frustrated me. Like, I thought
1: I, it was tacky.
0: Yeah, it's just like... And I think it really set the tone for how little... Oh God, I feel like Drake slander. I I can't believe I'm doing this. It feels like it's really set the tone for... I'm I'm literally staring into a Drake poster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know that meme of Dexter looking into his locker like, I have failed you. (laughs) That's you, but with the
0: Drake. I've got got a candle burning. If you could see, I've got a candle burning in my room. My fucking huge Drake poster behind my laptop. It's like I'm a shrine to Drake. (laughs) And here I am insulting him. I'm I'm like making comments I'm like... (laughs) I can't even say it. It's like he's looking into my soul. And the
2: way he's just like, the, t- t- the, the,
0: poster, the poster's is here. It's like he's proper looking down at me like, I can't believe you're, I can't believe you're doing this to
2: me. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyway, I'm gonna have to look away from the camera. Sh- Get to look away from the poster. I'm sorry, Drake. <laughs> I think to my point. I think how little he cared, <laughs> how little he cared, and what he's done with the album cover kind of to make it memeable, to make it um, uh, something which people could talk about in the moment, um, like on on social media stuff like that. Really went really when you look at the effect of like what the actual content that he produced in the album. I think the same thing can kind of been said. I think there's just not that refinement. The, i mean the 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 more drake albums that are going along the less and less refinement and um nurturing there seems to be over projects because even thank me later there was still kind of like you could see him really getting into his feet from um from the sort of mixtape stuff of like so far gone it was like thank me later, it was that sort of awkward stage between being a very sort of so far Gone and stuff that was quite sonic and room for improvement there was kind of you could see where he was trying to carve of space. And I thank me that it was that like, awkward, like trying to become a chart star. And then for me, take care of seeing nothing was the same. He was an artist. He was creating sounds, moments and feelings and emotions. There's a vibe which comes with them albums. Views, I think still does, it, but it's just kind of petered off since. I think, Certified Lover I boy was what one of the ones where I just look at the track and I'm like, yeah, I can, I can skip most of these, songs and they just feel like they're really good songs for the moment but they're going to very much live in 2021 and then in 10 years time we're not going to be talking about like oh bro certified lover boy was a vibe like that capsulates what 2021 was it's just going to be like one of them projects which was like yeah there's a couple okay songs but i can't see any that are gonna live on not lo- personally i can't see any songs that are gonna live on longer than that album once there's a new album out it will be straight onto the new stuff which isn't wow. a drake which isn't drake I don't think. Yeah,
1: and and to your point, take care was released ten years prior, mm. and take care is still spoken about, and, and it's it, and it's given that kind of reverence that really I was kind of hoping for with certified lover boy. There was a lot of like articles in the sort of run up to the album's release where it was kind of like this is the album that theoretically is meant to solidify drake as like a legend in the game it's like what's your legacy project yeah that's, and that's kind of what i've set up in in my head for it to be it's a legacy project and i think i've been kind of um lulled into a full sense of security where you'll have you know like is it scary hours and you have things yeah. like lemon pepper freestyle and yeah. that's the Drake that i really love so i was thinking you know if it's if it's more of this i'll be happy because i i love those kind of tracks from drake and i think what i've seen of drake over the last couple of years is he's he's looking at himself not just as kind of like an artist but more of just like a media persona Mm. and all of these things kind of tie into one another and he's just trying to be this like force yeah in, in the media so it's like okay cool I want the crazy album cover, it's gonna get people talking. I want the sort of jokey music video with way too sexy. Mm. Like, I don't take myself too seriously. And I know you've go on TikTok with us, this like joke about how Drake is just kind of a bit wet, where he will say like, oh, oopsie daisy, like, and just kind yeah. of like this, like this wet kind of guy. And you see Drake making fun of it himself on some of the TikToks that are posted and stuff. And it's like, he's very self-aware. Yeah. And that's great. And I think that's why he is so successful. But I think it's a bit of a cop-out. Yeah. And he he definitely, I think he has it in him Mm. to produce that amazing legacy project. But I think he just doesn't feel the need to.
0: I think, yeah, that's exactly what my point was going to be, actually. I was like, do you think he, as a... As an outstander, do you, outstander, outsider, do you think that he actually needs to, like he doesn't need to, in my opinion, doesn't need to create a project that people are gonna be like, now at least in his career, are gonna go back and be like, that was one of the best albums ever made because he's cemented himself and cemented his legacy so, so strongly. And his, his brand, everything, his business ventures and stuff like that are so solidified now that there's no question, uh, like, there will be some haters for this comment and stuff like that, which I will welcome. But there's no question that he is one of the greatest of all time. And definitely, in my opinion, the greatest of this generation. And I don't think he needs to, but he should want to, if that makes sense. And my my thing with Drake, though, I think, which is, um, I think a lot of artists will be very similar. I think he overthinks about what he's doing. I think because of the status he's in now, I think he overthinks so much. He's so conscious about being relevant and so conscious about doing things that are going to be sort of viral and shared amongst people that he's actually... Because the pressure when it was like, take care and the pressure with no, nothing was the same and that sort of stuff. And even, bef- I would even argue even before Views, there wasn't the same pressure to be like, I need to like deliver to that sort of certain level because whilst he, he was still sort of like building his... His space, I suppose. Where he's now transcended that point, that everything he drops will go into the top hundred, top mm-hmm. ten, or whatever, just because of his namesake, rather than actually because the quality of it is actually very good. And that's me from coming from a Drake stand.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think what you said is fair, and I agree. My only sort of counterpoint to that really is he he. Is an icon because of his star power. Yeah. It's the whole package. It's that he's capable of producing these like gritty, grimy tracks, these pop hits. He's he's very like multifaceted. He's also a producer, like a TV producer, loads of other things. So, as far as like him as like a cultural figure, yeah, like he's iconic. My thing is, if you are a craftsman, yeah. I would just want to see that level of effort to be like, I know what I am, and it's like a, am an entertainer. Yeah. But as someone who – I mean, I think he does take his craft seriously, but he just kind of plays into the entertainer persona a bit more. I just want to see that because say in, like, 20 years' time – and we're looking back. You have like, say, Kanye's "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy," and that's not um, for me. Like that album is looked at as like like people dissect it and and analyze it as a as a true piece of art. Yeah. Take Take Care is like spoken about highly, but not as a not as like a piece An of art, art. piece, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's yeah. spoken about like how it made you feel and that time is like more it's, it's to me it's more of like a fondness associated with like the nostalgia of that time yeah definitely so i my whole thing with drake and this album is i want you to be a craftsman not an entertainer on this album and you didn't do that and so therefore i'm pissed off
0: yeah <laughs> no i think I, I think that's completely valid and fair judgement and that's that's my same standing in the sense of like i don't think he as I said like I don't think he needs to and I don't think his stuff will but I think nostalgia plays such a heavy part in um in music that again whilst it's not dissected as a great piece of art or stuff like that that nostalgia weight can really outweigh a lot of because uh, there's, there's so many artists that create like incredible like artistic albums and stuff like that and that's like which goes into a later point there, but, like about how the art of the album in some projects is really coming back but at the same point you will go back to so many albums and be like what it did for the culture and the nostalgia and the time that impacted was so much more than that that beautiful piece of art that was created about 10 years ago and will still be brought up in conversation because of the nostalgia weight that held that it holds of them what comparatively do you then see the Kanye release obviously they became they were both released at the same time we were all victim to the PR stunt that i'm so angry that i fell into the Cardi versus drake but (laughs) do you think obviously speaking about my beautiful dark twister fantasy for my in my opinion don is the first project in a long long time which i've actually kind of i say kind i say connected with i've listened to it two three times but there was a lot of there was a few standouts from them from that there's more standouts from that album i think than
1: yeah i think um Again, it, we, when it comes to Kanye, it's always the uh, separate the artist, <coughs> from the artist thing. So I'm just putting that as, out mm. as a disclaimer. Um, I I actually remember like when I first saw that the album dropped yet, and I was in a hotel room with my mom, and I was like, "Oh, Kanye's album just dropped! Like, can I play it?" And she was like, "Yeah." So we like listened through it, and I kind of put my phone down, and we were looking at each other like, "Oh." okay, like we both had this like look of surprise, like this is better than I expected. And then when it came, I think I mentioned this before, but when it came to that sort of like, in like the second third of the album, there's like a, about four track run. That is just so hard. I think it's where you have like Jail, Off the Grid and Okay, Okay, like some of those ones.
0: That's quite early on, Um, I think. Pardon? I think that's quite early on. Yeah, Yeah. There
1: was a, there was a portion of the album where basically these tracks were kind of alongside of each other yeah and i was like okay and i instantly like reached my phone and like hit save and i was like yeah no these these are hard and i think what i like about donda some of the tracks are throwaway tracks don't get me wrong
2: mm.
1: and he collaborated with some
2: questionable mm, tomatoes
1: tomato 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 um but I actually I actually feel like Kanye still pushes himself and I sound like such like a stage mom when I say stuff like this like <laughs> oh he's not pushing himself he can do so much better like I'm so aware that what I sound like when I say this but it's actually like I I really appreciate those people that can actually further the kind of sound of the time and also put people on in, not necessarily put people on, but showcase artists in the light that I maybe wouldn't have necessarily seen them. So say like the Shen feature on OK OK mm. um, or and Foran, Fivio and 504 Foran. And that kind of like New York drill sound it's kind of like he takes these very like still quite young sound, like these young sounds and elevates them to that kind of upper echelon level of production that it sounds like, okay, now this is this is cemented this sound now as like at a point in history. Yeah. And that's kind of how I see it. Um, and I think there were some songs in there, like Moon,
2: oh, yeah, um,
1: that I just think are like actually and I know me and you always laugh about this but it's actually like just a beautiful sounding yeah. song and I don't ever feel that emotion when I listen to Drake songs yeah it's just kind of like a bit of a screw face yeah this is hard or like whatever it's all just bragging stunting and maybe like some self-reflection but in terms of actually that kind of like yearning feeling like so I actually remember um, I was lucky enough to travel last year, um, just shortly after he dropped the album. When I was in Iceland, and I had Moon playing, and I was looking at these like snow-capped mountains in this place that literally looks like you're on the moon. Yeah, and it just and it, that feeling, yeah, that you get from that, that's not that's not comparable in I've, any shape or form. To I've got a holiday
0: memory you. with that Moon song as well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Tell not, me
1: about it, tell me
0: about it Mine's nowhere near as cute or nice as yours were. But like, you, you know, it's like one of them songs Like my friend, my friend Jess was like She's one of the people when she listens to a, like an album She'll get like obsessed with like one song Like when it, Beyonce dropped all night She was just like obsessed with that song And Moon was her one of then And like we had a moment where we were driving It was like, it was so early in the morning We were driving to the airport On the last day, obviously um, And the, like the sun was rising And like the uh, Moon was playing or whatever and it was just like, just really, you know, one of the moments which feels like a core memory, which sort of like just
1: yeah from that holiday when I hear
0: when I hear that song now, I just think back when I'm in the front seat of the car, like the sun was like kind of rising, we're just driving through these like Spanish hill, like these Spanish hills and stuff like that. Um, I, obviously, I mean, obviously, the I mean it's not the same aesthetic, but I don't know, it just really resonates with me. So, so when you sort of said that, that was one of your favorite songs off the yeah. album, I was like, Do you know what, like yeah, it's,
1: it's
2: I, I, one of I them think songs. It's
1: kind of- Goes back to like what we enjoy as like consumers of music and kind of what I listen to it for, and it is for those m- moments.
0: When yeah, when you look at when you look at my favorite songs from that album and the songs that I saved from it, it's like so on brand. I think you could if you probably looked at the list hard enough, I reckon you probably had to guess which ones. Which I <laughs> would have been like, yeah, Taylor saved, Taylor saved, Taylor saved. Yeah,
1: um, um, I also just kind of like um just my sort of last point on donda is he's always um I, I just like that he doesn't always focus on quite like what i mean to say is he's not scared to actually make use of instruments and kind of like um to say like devil in a new dress where you've mm. got the kind of interlude with the guitar um the song i'm thinking of here is jail yeah um and i just kind of love that rocky sound which sounds like really out of place to sort of maybe like the average hip-hop listener or like a younger hip-hop listener but it's kind of like oh okay like and, and it just literally grabs your attention and none of the songs on Certified Boy really grabbed my attention really and truly no and if they did this for the wrong reasons like way too sexy mm, yeah I mean it was funny but hello and, and you know what you were saying earlier about Certified Loverboy where it's like it's very much of its time who is still talking about Certified Boy?
0: Yeah, I have to admit, Certified Love, but one, just going back, just, it was just a circle background straight, as we always do. Um, my, and just what I want to make, as in that like one of my favourite songs, and I think underrated in the grand scheme of the album, um, is Race My Mind. I just have to put that out there. Like, it's one of my, like, it gives me the same feelings that when I first had Feel No Ways um, mm. off of views. Yeah. Like, it just gave me the same sort of, I don't know what, it, there's something, for me, race my mind just gives me that really, like I use it on my 2021 recap as well. Uh, but it just gives me the same sort of like, just, just let that's one of those songs which I had listened to. And I was like, that just resonated with me, but circling back to, to Kanye, cause I just wanted to make sure I made that comment on the podcast. Um, no, with, um, with, with Kanye's, but to be fair, arguably as well, I don't know, think that many people talk about Donda still.
1: I think it's more used in social media content the songs. Like so a lot of people I'm
0: not on TikTok, so I wouldn't know.
1: <laughs> I mean also on like reels, like a lot of yeah. people or even just kind of like I don't know, like travel content, they will use <clears throat> those songs and it, and or even a kind of like transformation videos. Like, even if you are not ready for the day, it cannot always be night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sick. Like
0: I think I think my favourite songs off that album um are Jonah, that for me Oh, Are yeah. the tears that i cried <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's gonna be there when i need someone to lean on oh that meg meme from family guy i was literally when i first heard yeah. that i was like that is i was like that has made me feel emotions which i've not felt in uh yeah
1: and i kind of like how the the vocal almost sounds a bit distorted as yeah,
0: well yeah Because so that's little dirk isn't it on that mm, yeah
1: but,
0: um, i yeah, think it's worry so no i think it's well little dirk's in the rap though yeah yeah um for me, uh, believe what I say. I love the uh, Lauren Hill flip of the sample, like cause that's like one of them, like that. Eh, eh, eh. And but again, and then Heaven and Hell, which flips the J Lo, um, Jelly from the Block sample. Obviously, you could tell because it it does that like, classic old school Kanye, where he like just flips a little sample, like a bit of a soul sample, makes a bit of a beat, and just flips the so- the original song, to something completely different to what it. Mm-hmm. To what it's like. So they're my three standouts. I think they'd be quite easy to. Called yeah. out for me
1: what yeah, you- I think I pretty much mentioned mine So okay okay part two Moon, Joe and Off the Grid They're like my standout tracks yeah. um, And for Certified lover Boy, The only two that I saved Yikes 7am on Bridal Path and Pipe Down
0: Yeah Pipe Down was good um, so, But the problem uh, I, I, We can't talk about Jake Because honestly I could do a whole episode on that album <laughs> I honestly could do a whole out I could, I could do a, just <laughs> Um,
1: I digress, I digress so I think one that you and I are both firm lovers of Is uh, Doja Cat's release Yes sir This year, <clears throat> Planet Her um, I think we've spoken about this quite a lot In uh, some of our early episodes About how much um, we enjoy it But it feels like um, I think just in terms of When I was looking at my top 21 songs I think I said this in the last episode They were, they were very like female Artist uh, heavy, and I think she's a large, um, a large part of the reason why that was. And I, I think it's probably one of my favorite albums. I say it's going to be in like my top, easy top twenty-five albums
2: of all time. Yeah, yeah, Uh, I I think
1: um, she, she's able to show her versatility, and I think, I think is quite funny in that she is very capable of creating a viral sound without actually trying to. Mm. Like it it none of the songs that she sounds like, she she she's not doing it just for the sake of like, oh okay, like my record label likes when I go viral on TikTok. Let me try and make another viral song. I think she just has it in her, even dating back to Bitch I'm a cow and moo, whatever you call yeah. it. I think she just has it in her. Um and I think a lot of her penmanship on the album was actually um I think it's one of those ones where you sort of have to like strain your ear a little bit to kind of make out what she's saying. Um, But I think a lot of the songs, um, particularly like Love to Dream, that was my personal fave. Um, Just very touching and Mm. she doesn't take herself too seriously. And I think we we were in such dire need of just like a multifaceted pop star. I'm I'm not a big lover of Dua Lipa. Mm. Like, I don't know what other pop stars really, but they weren't really doing it for me.
2: In yeah. In kind
1: of way where she actually feels like someone I can get behind. We've done, and I would love to be alive.
2: Yeah,
0: she's, she's on top of the list, to be fair. It's a weird one because I think there was no anticipation for her album, despite how successful she was doing from um, the Hot Pink album. Um, I think... Well, at least that's, that's for me. Like, I wasn't sitting there being like, because I loved Hot Pink. I think that album, again, was one of the highlights of 2019, 2019 yeah. whenever it was released. Yeah, I
2: so.
0: <clears throat> but I wasn't sitting there being like, oh, I really need a Doja Cat album sort of thing. But every single song in it, when I look at the list of it, is so integrally important to the album. Mm. Like, even for the fact that, like, Kiss Be More gives that sort of chart bop, which is just like fun. Um, it's just nice to that like, have the background sort of thing. But then you've got things like Love The Dream, uh, Get Into It yet yeah, like I think it's gonna pop live. I think that's gonna be a, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Um, Yeah, woman, I think it's <laughs> an incredibly strong start. And I think it's the, one of the only albums where they've released a deluxe version where like some of the songs have just added like so much to the album. Like um, that mm-hmm. like, Tonight with Eve is like one of my favorite, I think it's probably my favorite song on the album. um. Ain't shit is sick. Options is good. Uh, yeah, love to dream like you sort of mentioned. Like it's it's just an incredibly good album. Like
1: I, I think it's an album yeah that you can actually play in a lot of places. I was thinking to myself like <coughs> I could sit on a plane and listen to this the whole way through. I could sit in the car and listen to this whole way through. If I was cleaning the house, like it's an album that is like y- you have your mo- you have like your euphoric moments. You have mm. your down moments. Like just to chill. It's just, I think it just embodies like what a perfect pop album should yeah. be. And yeah, like, pop, not R and yeah. B, hip hop, whatever they're classifying her as. Um, yeah,
0: and it just tra- it just, yeah. just transcends it transcends genres because obviously it's still there's still rap on it and there's still like R and B sounds in it, but there's still pop. It is still very much a pop album, like um, sort of the redefinition of what it means pop. to be pop in.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. So yeah, I just cannot rave about her enough really and I think another one just to uh skip line slightly um and one that I was so keen for is 30 by Adele
2: yeah oh my god Queen okay Adele. so
1: disclaimer I I've never been apart from like say, like 21 <clears throat> is just like an absolute powerhouse of an album not many people could ever touch 21 um but Adele's other albums, I'd maybe like save a few of the songs and it'd be kind of like oh, okay, yeah, they were like super hits, but the rest they're just like they just kind mm. of they sound a bit whiny, I'll be real. Um this album, well, the, the the first um snippet other than Easy On Me was when she posted on Twitter um To like be a loved version of To Be Loved. Oh my god actual goosebumps and mm. i think that's probably one of her best vocal performances ever um literally recorded on like a laptop or a phone whatever it was and i think for the first time as well from adele at least i can actually relate to what she's singing about more for like you know when you're younger yet and like someone like you came out it's like you're almost feeling sad about a love that's came and went that you've never actually experienced yet
0: this is but, really interesting. So <laughs> keep going.
1: So, so then this time, it actually felt like, rather than being kind of like a third party or like a an outsider, an observer to the emotions that Adele was able to like convey and write mm. about, it actually felt like I was, <clears throat> I could really understand them on like a very deep level. Not, not stuff about her kid and whatever, but even um. So, like, I mean, my favourite songs on there are To Be Loved, Woman Like Me and My Little Love. Mm. Um, I feel like she really... that There's something about, like, a woman entering this stage of her womanhood, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's like, an inner confidence that comes as you age, and there's also, um, like, an anxiety and self-doubt. Mm. And I think <clears throat> it was such a perfect album for that, where it's, like, you're wrestling this newfound confidence whilst also this kind of underlying anxiety and like imposter syndrome and just absolutely freestyling adulthood. Mm. And I'm like, and I always laugh at her interviews. I, I always love Adele kind of press press runs and press tours um, where she was like, I'm not making songs for that, babe. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm writing about like, what, who's making music for me? And I'm laughing, like thinking I actually identify with the 30 plus crowd now. But, yeah. Um, it was just um, more than I could have expected it to be. Yeah. And I think To Be Loved is probably one of the only songs in recent memory that I can think of that made me cry. Oh, wow. And that is a big statement from what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the cold heart bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shit don't make me cry. <laughs> I think it's so interesting that you said that it's the first one that you related to. So on a... Um, the way that I dissected this album when I, well, the way I dissected this album when I think, <laughs> um, like, no, I think it's when you look comparatively um, at her other stuff that she's done, all the stuff with like someone like you and like all the other songs which are talking about a generic heartbreak, heartbreak, uh, like loss and love and stuff like that the reason it resonates is because so many people have felt them emotions at some point and they can sort of go back and go, this is how I felt at some point. And um, the whole thing of like a long lost lover, that's never going to come back, etc. <clears throat> I think this album felt really interesting because it was obviously, I mean, publicly, publicly you kind of knew she went through a divorce and stuff like that. And that's, this is going to be, but this all felt very like a very personal journey from when she mm-hmm. broke up, the guilt she was feeling, the sort of like, it, Loki kind of feels a bit like, there's almost like seven stages of guilt or like the seven sort of stages of grief running through the album. Yeah. as well. It's like, it's like yeah. acceptance, guilt, um, and all that sort of, all them sort of moments of grief that have kind of gone through the album. And for me, it's like one of the ones where like, it felt like her, it felt like her lemonade in the sense of like, it felt just so complete her story that it actually, for me, I think probably feels like by no means, I think it's 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 her it's her best album that she's done and my favorite album that she's done. But I think it's the least relatable, and it's it's the first time I think Adele's for me at least felt like a, um, she's singing like she's a star rather than she's like your everyday sort of person, which isn't a bad thing yeah. because.
1: I, I see that, I hear that quite a lot, As Strangers by Nature, that felt very like old Hollywood.
0: Yeah, but I think that was a really interesting way to start the album, because I mean, I, f- I heard that and I was like, oh, I really don't like this, but it's very, she, no one makes, the thing about Adele is that no one makes music like Adele does, like the sound that she creates, and the sonic, and the, even just her, the way she approaches songwriting and like cadence and all the different, like how how she approaches, how she's got bridges on the song and stuff like that. There's no other artist really. It's not formulaic. Like sometimes she'll sing things. I'm like that, that like doesn't rhyme or that doesn't like, it doesn't sit as like a sort of very chart friendly sort of um, the rhythm, the way that she sort of uh, projects it or sings it. And it works with her. Whereas I think if other artists try to do it, you just be like oh what are you what are you doing like this mm. doesn't sound authentic it doesn't sound new and it's her approach is very old school and you can really hear that and i think the the start of like strangers by nature um i i, I really hate when she there's a certain tone she sings in <laughs> um and i am not going to obviously sing it because i can't do it but
1: Please it just, do you'll make my day
0: this is a I
1: think you have to think about her inspirations and influences while she, you know, goes on about her love and respect for Beyonce. Like when, I don't know if you watch the ITV show. Yeah, yeah um, um, Waddell, Like she mentions, for example, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, as, it's stuff like that. Inspiration. If, and, if, and I think she's trying to be like a historical yeah. In that it's not meant you can't place 30 at a time in history. It's just Yeah. That. So I when I first heard it, I thought, oh, okay, it sounds a little bit cringe. But then I
0: I like it for I like it, it, it for what I the reason I like it is because of what it feels like. It feels like a sort of like Disney mixed with like Wizard of Oz kind of
1: yeah, vibe. Yeah. And it
0: feels very cinematic and feels very grand. And I feel like it 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 delivers an arrival of an album of that grandeur in the way that it should be arrived.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: like, yeah it does. It, it's, like, it's like, no, this is going to be a a piece of work. Like this is a piece of art. And then going back to the point earlier, obviously Adele was the person who campaigned, well campaigned, she probably just told Spotify to get rid of the shuffle <laughs> <laughs> campaign. She, her request was that if she puts it on Spotify, they have to remove the shuffle feature for one album because of the way that they structure albums and stuff like that. And
1: and you are the biggest campaigner for this. Biggest campaigner. Like... Adele,
0: <laughs> I got you. Um, I signed a petition. <laughs> Should I change that? Page.org. <laughs> um, because, yeah, you have to listen to albums from start to finish. The first time you listen to it, don't care what it says, because you have to understand the story that they're trying to tell the narrative that they're trying to tell through it. like I mean obviously there's some artists Chris Brown who probably doesn't care about stuff like that but there's, <laughs> <laughs> no shade uh, but there's people like Adele who have so and even like my thing of like where I said like this the stages of grief and stuff like that I think you can very much tell there's a narrative of like how she's feeling and going through and uh coming to and like it feels like at the end of the album it feels like the chapter's kind of closing and mm-hmm there's that new sort of next stage that's coming. I think that's why it's so imperative to listen to that album front to back. And it's one of the very few albums actually recently where I haven't done the whole, like, okay, I've picked out my favourite few. Really interestingly, your favourite songs are my least favourite songs on the album. I think, really? I think My Little Love is one of them songs, again, in the grand scheme of the album work well, but the, Telephone interlude sort of things are like things where if My Little Love, if you stripped away the interludes and stuff like that, was just a song, and you could have an interlude in the middle bit. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to. F- okay, this goes against. Do, do you it's just like f- interrupting the
1: flow of the song?
0: Yeah, and it just feels a bit like it comes in a bit early, and it's I don't know. There's just something about it which doesn't feel I don't know. And it, when she goes like, and when she goes like, oh. Sometimes I feel like you don't like me, mammy. And she goes, "At all?" Oh, it just really jars me. Um, and uh, woman like me, just I don't know. There's something about that which I just. Oh, uh, the, it the first. The, the first. It was the first song on the album when I heard it the first time, and I was like, "I really don't like this song. I want to skip it." Um, and uh, such a funny comment. Um, so I listened to the first when it was released. I was in Mexico. And, um, me and my friend Danielle was like, like, we were just so tired and we were like, we kind of want to go home. We want to go go back to the flat now, like go back to our apartment. And, um, and so we went back and we sat and listened to Adele's album because it just dropped. And, um, she made such a funny album, a uh, funny comment, which you're going to die at. She was like, <laughs> she's like, do you know what? I think like the thing about it, I think it's the fact it's called like Woman Like Me, like, because obviously Little Mix have done a song called Women Like Me and it's so iconic <laughs> And I just don't think she's going to get that level. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I don't know if you could call Little Mix of Women Like Me iconic that Adele can't step in.
1: You
0: might. I I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. And I was like, I don't think that is the reason why it's a bad song. Um, Should I
1: I tell you why I like Women Like Me? Uh, I feel like I need to defend it because I think, and this is purely for like a relatability, Mm point of view. That that's more my thing. And this and it's this um thing that I see a lot in relationships <clears throat> where you'll have a high flying, successful woman and a man who just kinda coasts through life. And it's this desire, yeah, to have to have the life that you want. And you're so yearning for this person's potential yeah. to come into fruition and you're just so sad that they're like just lingering and just thinking about the past and they're not living up to their true potential. And I think the running theme of just me on this podcast is like relatability, how the song makes me feel.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think just as like an exp- like an experience, experience Yeah. people feel, I'm like, oh my God, thank fuck someone speaking like this. And actually, for, for my little love, the, the voice notes or whatever they were, like interwoven in this sort of first couple of verses were quite annoying mm. I'll be real at all um, mm. and anytime I say at all now I say, at, at all, all. <laughs> um, but the 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 voicemail that she left her friend where the oh my god Hot so my mum texts me saying oh my god Gia, this is so like you I'm like, I'm like oh, that's not something that I want to be like I'm, I'm, re- I'm rebranding Shit. here. This
2: is not um, on
1: actually that emotional. Um, but she was like, Oh gee, like it just reminds me of you so much. Where she's just like, for the first time today, I felt lonely. No, no. And I never feel lonely. That
0: line I oh, made the oh, It broke
1: concept. me. Listen, it broke me. And I think the reason why i kind of like, I feel like I need to defend these sounds, is it's like, oh my god, like it's so i think you're like mid to late 20s it's such a weird time mm. and obviously the album's 30 but it's kind of like this weird stage of your life where i don't know like you're an adult but i don't know it's, it's just such it's, it's like a coming of age album but the coming of age is like when you're meant to be well into your adulthood
0: i think um, i think it's because i don't think societally people. i think people see like turning like a teenager and then turning 18 10 21 as like big milestones but they kind of and then they think like oh 30 40 but you kind of forget between them like eight nine year gaps 10 year gaps there's still growth and still change but you don't and people have different stages of like because if you get married really young say for example your late 20s will be a complete different stage of your life than if you're um, really successful at work or if you're um really successful doing other ventures and stuff like that like it's a it's a stage in your life where it becomes like Incomparable, I suppose. Like you can't really Mm. compare one 27-year-old to another because other people are just at complete different stages. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why it actually is actually really it is a time when people come of age because people at that point are going at different spaces Mm -hmm. and get to different points.
1: So given I mean, okay, so in terms of like the songs that she's chosen to release as singles. I I thought like Easy On Me was actually really shit. I was like, why have you released this as a single? Banger. I hate Easy On Me. I mean no, it's just so nuts. But, but in
0: defence of that, it makes so much sense. It's what you expected and what you want out of an Adele song from, mm-hmm. a, from a general public point of view. So it's exactly, it's like the big tearjerker. jerker. It's a sing-along, it's ballad, it's big. It's not stepping out of a lane too much. Is what you kind of want. And it's enough to go like, okay, well, this album is going to be a good quality. So I think, I understand your point. Actually, when you put it into the rest of the album, there's no depth to it. And it, I think because yeah. the, the rest of the album tells such a story and such a narrative, it feels like Easy On Me could have come from the last album.
1: Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree.
0: But from a so, marketing so point were, of view, yeah. it makes sense why the, that song's on the album. So in my, my question
1: for you, my final question on 30, is if you were Adele,
0: what would be the next single that you release? See, for me, well, I know she's obviously re- released Oh My God, which I think is a bit of a banger. Like, yeah. Um, Cry, Cry High Out, I really like as well. It's different because it's difficult because my personal next favourites, Hold On, because I think that's one of the ones which just feels like a beautiful, that's a beautiful, like, it feels like the water, you know, when, like it feels like still water, like, I don't know what it is about it. I just love it. So I think from a marketing point of view, I get why she's released something like, oh my God. And I think, again, she's not someone who needs to release singles because her album impact has been so big and strong. She doesn't need like a follow-up one to get more people to listen to the album because I think people will listen to the album rather than listen to the singles. So to your question, mm-hmm. I think it makes sense why she's releasing like, oh my God, because, oh my God, or can I get it? are the only ones which I think you could probably play in, like, a club setting and could get radio play, maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think from that tactical point of view,
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of makes sense.
1: Fair. What about you? Um, I... See, the, the ones that I like, I don't think are very radio-friendly. Yeah. So I think I agree with you. Which brings me on to our next album, which was... A very early release into the year, but I think it has absolutely stood the test of time in those twelve months, and that is um, hotels, Jasmine Sullivan. That for me is like one of the standout albums of the year. I'm <laughs> just smashing up his computer, um, and I, I, again the way this album made me feel is like oh my god someone is actually listening to the thoughts in my mind and I think it's what's quite interesting yeah um just from like a sociological perspective is you know over the last like I don't know five to ten years there's been such like a movement towards like sex positivity yeah um and I think this was quite an interesting take on her experience of that Mm -hmm. um and and just a very honest one and it felt quite refreshing actually to kind of get that honesty from from someone. And even just kind of thinking like lost one, there's one line that I literally always repost to my story because I'm like, that is me. It's just like, I know I'm a selfish bitch, but I want you to know that I'm not working on it. And I'm like, I hate that I relate to this. <laughs> like, it's just so true. Um, yeah, and, and I just feel like um, the the honesty. In her writing and vocal delivery. And I just think like the way that the you know how it was crafted yeah. was just like 1010 when you have the sort of skits from the friends. Um, and even just like sound like on Lost One is almost it just feels like a very like raw guitar sound, like
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: very like Frank Ocean-esque, I'd say. Um and yeah, I just cannot speak highly
0: enough of this album. But I will
1: leave it over to you now. Yeah, no, it
0: was your fault. No, I completely agree. It's that's the example which I said in the in the start, which I was like, that's the album that was released only in the year, and it's it's been in my plays and like been rotated throughout the year, and still I'll go back to it and i just be like, yeah, do you know what this is sick. Um, I think the reason, yeah, I think Lost One, um, girl like me. Mm-hmm. Price tags with uh, Anderson Pack. I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, I have to admit, the standout track for me, again talking about your sort of like sex positive, sex positivity thing, sort of work, is uh, the Ari Lennox on it song. Um, yeah,
2: because
0: it's just one of those songs. I, when I first heard it, I was like, "Whoa, fucking cool."
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to do what now? <laughs> um, I
1: know Ari Lennox has some great features this year.
0: She yeah, and. I think she has been the artist that, I mean, I don't really listen to, I've not really listened to too many of her projects, like, I have to admit, but when she collabs with another female,
1: that's Summer it's Walker. fire. Stick. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because Summer Walker album, again, another one of my favorite albums from last year. Um, Again, very much telling a narrative. She's really considered the craft and what she's t- trying to talk about in the album, and you can really, Apart from X for a reason, which was a bit again, a chart option that like, is a very like marketable thing. I understand why she did it again, but the rest of it is so crafted to create and tell a story, which again, I love. But then her song with Unloyal, um, with Ari Lennox in it, it's just like one of the ones where I was just like, I was like, it's just such a banger. And like for mm-hmm. Ari Lennox to feature on two of my favorite albums and projects of the year, and they'd be the standout tracks, I think it's like she's really coming into her own when she's like gets the double up with someone and there's I think um set him up with Queen Niger was released last year as well um yeah again just another banger like Ari Lennox was the MVP of of uh features yeah. last year for me
1: uh, do you know what I love about her yeah you know how we always kind of joke about saying how certain songs you can just imagine the music video for them yeah, yeah. she I think she has like um th- there's something about her voice that is sounds very like I, I, this seems to be my favourite phrase Like old Hollywood Or like yeah. old Like powerhouse Yeah uh, R&B artists I don't know Like say for example Like unloyal I can just imagine Like a smoky yes. lounge With like loads of velvet Like dark teal velvet Or like <clears throat> A deep rouge And like Yeah some curtains. I, I can just imagine Yeah I like,
0: imagine like Some sort of smoky jazz bar like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, And I'm
1: Like <laughs> It's uh, it's funny because, like, there's just the visuals that I think Ari's capable of, like,
0: projecting
1: yeah. or, you know, allowing the listener to kind of imagine. I think is her greatest strength.
0: 100%. Um,
1: and, and so I just think, like, to summarise, you are right, she is the MVP. Yeah. And the, the R&B girls, I feel like they did what they needed to do. I mean, I know that people kind of give summer walker a bit of stick but she i think she's just someone who and when i say stick i mean people just kind of laugh by the whole like her uh, whisper r&b thing mm. but i think there's actually a lot more like technicality in what summer walker does that she doesn't necessarily get credit for mm-hmm. um i think he, i think if you as you know, it's just like well, you you do it then if you're so critical. Cool. I think if you actually try to then. sing like Summer Walker, I think people would actually understand. It's such, it's quite hard to actually do that kind of whisper R and B and actually deliver power and like riffs and like just vocals yeah. in a very like contained controlled way. Yeah, that she does, and I think she's not trying to reinvent the wheel
0: yeah i think i think with summer walker which i like about her which even like um even though london i mean london the track wasn't name tagged on it but he did still produce quite a lot of the album um which is a bit like mm, kind of doesn't help the narrative but still we move uh, it's just uh, i'm deleting the tag <laughs> you can imagine our garage band to be like delete um, <laughs> um but it's still sonically it still sounds like i mean it's not I don't think it's good as Over It. I think Over It was a very strong album, which I think she's going to like struggle to... The fact that she's called it Still Over It kind of jars me a little bit because I'm just like, oh, let it be its own body of work. Um, but I think what she's done with that album um, feels like a Summer Walker sound. Like X For A Reason, I think, was a real fucking curveball because I think people were like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are you releasing? Like, this is... This is an- I didn't hate that it. Is,
1: that is like a retail song. That's like, you're, you're going into new look.
0: Then <laughs> yeah, and H&M and and you are like, oh God, this song again. But mm. again, it doesn't make sense. It's not what you expect from a Sam Walker song, but it gave people, I think I think it made people go into the album being like, this could be really fucking shit if everything else is like X for a reason. And then it actually delivered some absolute bangers. Again, Unloyal was a highlight. Switch a Nigger out as well. Um, I think was, I was quite not disappointed, disappointed in the context of it because I thought it was going to be a real fuck, fuck men vibe and it's just going to be like, yeah, I'll switch this nigga out for this, thing, or whatever. And I thought it was gonna be sick. And then it was just like some really like, like, oh, she doesn't want to switch. And I, I was be like, oh God, this is not what I expected. But um, yeah, I just think it was a really, I think it's a really strong album. And it is it's up there in my top 10 yeah. from last year, 100%. I, I
1: agree with Unloyal. And I think my other two standout tracks are fourth, Baby Mama, of course. Yeah. That was like the, uh, the one that was delivered shockwaves on all yeah. Twitter. I should have started with your mama, she's an lord yes, what? And um, and also No Love.
0: Yeah, yeah Scissor.
1: Um, I think their, their voices just work so, so well together. Um, and I just kind of like how like a lot of these female R&B artists can be so cheeky, but it just sounds so classy they're mm. I don't know. I just love it. I, I really like this kind of batch of R&B female artists that we have at the minute. I think the men have to catch up to do. Yeah. I think, um,
0: I think my person going on the R&B thing, which I don't know if you've listened to the album that much, but just, I want to give a quick shout out of Snow Allegra's um, Temporary Tempor- Tempor- Highs and Violet Skies, whatever album. Again, that I'm like her range snow for me, is just one of them artists. I think she's in a different lane. I don't know if she's getting the credit she deserves. I don't know if it's like popping off as much as she should be, but I just think I, I can listen to her. I can create a place of her stuff from all three projects that she's done or three, four projects that she's done. And I'm just like, this is insane. And I just feel like she's, I've got such a, an emotional attachment to her music. Um, Including this one, like "Lost You" as well. Like, oh, there's just so many songs from the album. This current so moment.
1: I have to confess, I I like her, mm. and I think the standout song um, is "Neon Peach." Yeah,
0: with Tyler, I think, I think
1: that was. I actually think that was. Um, I think he actually produced that one as well. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say that's but a bit of the
0: I, that's a bit of the funkier one because she's got two songs of yeah. him on the album. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and it's funny that you say it was one of the funky ones. My honest opinion of Snow is she's just boring. Really? I find her really boring. Like, it's funny because I see people speak more about her beauty than her music. And I feel like she has become like, the signal in the same way that like brent fires is or like and Taylor, like oh if you listen to snow allegra if you listen to brent fires then i fuck with you like this kind of corny Ugh,
0: you stop shading on me
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no but no taylor like think about the date naps yeah that's the kind of thing that people yeah. would say like if you if you listen to these people then i fuck with you i just find her really boring and i it sounds so bad because i don't think her, her like product is bad in any way, shape or form. But just as a package, she's just a bit forgettable. And, and I don't think it's, I think it's just an issue of her marketing, I'll be honest.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: A, I don't look forward to her. Like she's, so, she's sort of a person, yeah. And, we, and admittedly, Taylor and I did try and get tickets to see her live. So I'm being hypocrite. But it's more like if the opportunity arose, it's like, uh, fuck it, why not? Rather than a, I have to see you. Yeah, her.
0: I was so pissed off about that, and I fumbled that as well. I had, I had the ticks <laughs> in my bag, and I just completely forgot, and then I just got distracted with this on. I was so pissed off. But anyway, we digress. Um,
1: but but it's, but it's funny because I don't, I don't know what she does like wrong in my eyes, but I'm just I'm just so not gone on her because out of like the R and B girlies. Like she's
0: actually one of the better ones. Yeah, vo- vocal. Something
1: that's not hitting the mark
0: she, there. She's one of, them, for me, she's one of them artists who, um, she can talk about love and loss so beautifully. And I'm just sitting there being like, i like, oh, I'm feeling this, and I just don't even know why." Like, I've never been in love, and mm-hmm. I feel this. Um, so I, the yeah. way,
1: the way, like you speak about her is how I feel about Cleo Soul. I feel like she does it in such a more authentic way. Yeah. Snow, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because her face is so deadpan and I sound like such a fucking misogynist where it's like, oh, can you smile? Like, the fuck? Uh, Show some emotion in your face or just show, like, I I can't hear the emotion in Snow's voice. I think that's what the issue is. I'm thinking about it. I can't personally hear the emotion. It just sounds very void of genuine.
2: Yeah. It's
1: kind of like, it's like, if you said to me, but Stop I kind of sing the song and sound like you're yearning for a lost love. I could act it,
0: but I kind I of, mean, you
1: know, it's not
0: real. I kind of like it. Cause it feels like she's got, I suppose in two ways in the sense of like, it's that sort of like, when she talks about love and loss and stuff like that, it's just like sort of like that detachment and that sort of lost feeling that she, that's the way I take it. Like, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, she's just yeah. so, sort of like, it's so like, it's like effortless, but kind of like, because she's given up kind of vibe. Um, that's how I maybe I receive it. I don't know. Like she's just someone who I, yeah. As I said, I just resonate so it, deeply. This is why I'm stuff. such a
1: bitch. I'm like, no, I want you to feel tormented by your emotions, and I want to see you feel tormented by your emotions. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, uh, I, I just struggle with it. But speaking of the r and girlies, I do have to uh, draw some attention to um, our UK faves. Mm-hmm. So we have the lovely Georgia Smith, who actually released some of my favourite songs this year.
0: Yeah, it's an insane EP.
1: Yeah. So um, for me, the two standout tracks from that EP were Home and then Addicted. Um, and, and do you know what? I think for the first time in a long time, I actually heard some growth in Georgia's songs. Um, and funnily enough, like, in terms of, audience reach it was one more where like say like older people around me like say like my mom or like colleagues it's kind of like oh yeah and I feel like she's actually starting to expand her audience reach with this EP um and so I just feel like got like a sigh of relief, like thank you, Georgia, for actually releasing something. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's actually stellar.
0: I think I think she was very much falling in the verge of like her potential was I sound such a dick. I think her potential was weighing her down and it was like she's not living up to her potential. She's not delivering yeah. what she could and should be doing. Whereas I think um and to be honest, I'm I don't know why, I don't know what it is. I I can't foresee her ever becoming, like, a superstar in the level of star power. Yes. Or creating a – or being, like, a cult classic album creator. Mm -hmm. I can't foresee it now, unfortunately. I think there's a time I could have seen that. But I think this is the best stuff that she's done – the best stuff she's done as a collective albumist, even when you compare it to Lost and Found as an album, it's, like, I think she's – she's getting there there could be there could be just something which but the problem is she she teeters on so many she i don't think she could decide whether she wants to be like a uk garage girly that sort of like talks about the really deep sort of things about gun crime and uh, knife crime did, and you stuff hear, like that. did you hear the
1: song with fk twigs on her album i didn't listen I kind to like that. that vibe.
0: but where she's taught like on like a thousand nights with jk she's like talking about that sort of stuff or she wants to talk about like emotion and love and heartbreak and grief and stuff like that which she's kind of like i could see the inspirations of like amy winehouse mixed with lauren hill but just there doesn't seem to be the
1: i would I would just like spirit. a bit of miss dynamite as well
0: yeah 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 <laughs> something like um, yeah she's a hybrid of like i think she's a hybrid of them three like she feels like she Sits somewhere in between that sort of
1: thing. Mm. Um, uh, the, the, my honest opinion, yeah, about this EP is like I think she's actually writing songs that she can perform well live. And That sounds so shady.
0: No, because I this is I think this is going to be a point where me and you disagree because she is still up there with vocally from album to vocally. I've never I've seen her live three times, two three times. And she's hit every note that she's recorded. She sounds even better in person than she does The But do you mean in the sense of like, so she's not straining?
1: Yeah. So,
2: yeah. Cause
1: uh, no, cause there are some clips like where I think she's done like a a live lounge and then she was getting clowned for like one of her renditions of Lost. It's like Lost! It's when she does that like, croaky, crony. But I think and that's her
0: trying I think that's her trying to bring like a uniqueness to a live version rather than her being a yeah, bad singer. Not, Do you know what I mean? Like, is, yeah, you know, like...
1: Bit, you know, that's what I mean. Like, she's not singing songs that give you that whinge, that whinge yeah.
0: noise. <laughs> I can't... I, she's uh, she's one of the people I can't understand Georgia Smith hate, but... Well, no, I, I'm getting to understand it, but, like, when everyone's like, she can't sing, I'm like, she evidently can fucking sing. Like, she is a very good singer. Like, it's just because you don't like that type of singing that you don't mm-hmm. like. And I think, again, I think she's in a very, like, similar way to what you were saying about Snow Allegra because i don't think uh, her personality lands you can't really under you can't really resonate with her music in the sense of like because she seems a bit like she seems a bit stush which i really hate to say but because no because it sounds really hot like because, yeah, I don't know, there's something about it which is, it seems a bit like...
1: See, I, I disagree. I think she comes across as really nice. I no, think she's just one of those, uh, like, maybe, chill girls. May, maybe
0: I'm using st- the wrong word then, actually, than Stush. I don't know. Maybe she she seems a bit I like... I think she's
1: just more, like, aloof. Like, she's not, like, a heavy yeah. social media. Like, hey, guys, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, I think... The, the, the she's engagement...
0: Down, she's reserved. That, that, yeah. Stush was a horrible term. I shouldn't have used that, uh, so I apologise. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the, the reservedness. Like, it comes across, like... So when she's singing about things really confidently, it's a bit like, Oh, there's a disconnect. Mm. Do you know what I mean, um, yeah, but yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't
1: know. And so, speaking of UK acts, was there anyone who dropped an album for you this year that stood out, Mister Trotman?
0: Yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> I like American music. Get over
1: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking leave me yeah, alone. That
1: was that was your um cue to talk a little bit about Dave.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was gonna say that's the only one I liked. Uh, the only one I liked was uh Um Yeah, I just Dave again, one of them artists I think um again, I know I hate all the really bait artists, the ones who are like popping off and stuff like that, but he's again, there's such an artistry to his album. Like I think this is well I suppose I am happy and proud of the fact that I, I the albums, which I think are in my top list or whatever, I, are because they are considered projects. They're not like an album of top 10 hits and stuff like that. It's because you can really tell what they've trying to done. They've tried to do with that, Tried to done such bad grammar, try to do, <laughs> <laughs> try to do with their album. And I think, um, for me, like we're all in this alone in this together. Um, again, I don't know w- why I'm so conflicted about album art. I was a bit like, when I saw the album art, I was thinking, oh, can I be bothered? Um, But (laughs) I know it's like don't judge a book by a cover, don't judge an album by its album (laughs) cover. But um, yeah, I just think it delivered again. Clash was the right thing to lead an album with because it's a stadium filler. It's um, gonna get people hype. It's getting people. It's a good chart-friendly thing. It's teaming up with a really like it's teaming up with Stormzy, who arguably ahead of Dave is one of the biggest UK sort of acts that we've got at the moment perfect makes sense to why you would leave that album with that and then you've got the actual album where you've got like a cypher like in the fire which is just insane all the guys on that insane that's the,
1: like my standout track
0: all the guys on that all the guys on the album go so heavy you've got stuff like dance. you've got stuff like Lazarus which is a bit more of like a party bop sort of thing which again is like a sort of slow burner slow simmer like in the sense of it's not something which you'd le- release as a lead single but it's got them sort of like quick little like, like quips in it, which just sort of like, everyone gets all gassed about. Um, and like you hear a line and just be like me and my brother, when we listen to it, we'll be like, oh, that's a sick line, brother. We'll just be like, sit along. <laughs> um, I just think what he does again, like the storytelling narrative in it as well. It just, he takes everything which he needs to tick without feeling like he's making an album that needs to chart really high or chart really, it just, it just does that it does so well because it's such a good piece of art rather than because of the name that's attached to it, in my opinion. Yeah. I,
1: I agree with that point about Dave and I think he's one of the few UK artists who actually um takes his craft quite seriously. And yeah. I think he's just like a And the fact he's twenty he's
0: twenty like two years old, twenty three years yeah. old. Yeah, no he's
1: insane. He, I think his like his like musical ear and actual like like emotional maturity mm. really shows through his music the um it's funny because i i speak really highly of dave but i actually i struggled to like with, with the exception of the dance which is my top played last mm. year i do struggle with replay value like for me his song his album sorry always have one or two top tracks and then the rest i never ever listen to again they're just too long-winded and yeah. I'm like. I'm it is I hard. I just not with this right now. Like the the only ones that I did end up saving were the dance and in the fire. Um, also, and- law
0: of attractive with my girl Snow. I love that song. <laughs> I don't need no distractions. I uh, what so- you mean like the
1: album art though. It's like a bit garish.
0: Yeah, it just feels a bit, um, j- j- just a bit jarring.
1: But yeah, I think I think it was um, <laughs> for me. it felt like a safe Dave album. I was just so excited for the dance. I think I spoke about this last time. I was so excited for the dance. I didn't care about the rest of the album because I was so excited to listen to it. Um, and just, I guess my, um, I just wanted to give a quick little shout out. So um, probably my favorite like Grime release um, this year um it's actually by Getz and he's not really someone that I would listen to a lot but for me I think he dropped one of the best albums of 2021 with Conflict of Interest um and it's one that I probably saved well over half of the songs um on it um and in terms of storytelling we all know I love a good storytelling kind of vibe um so songs like Fine Wine, Mm. Hop Out um it actually felt like This is grime that you can, I think you can play this album to a non-grime listener and they'd be like, yeah, actually, I understand why you like this. I think it's, um, I mean, it depends on what your car journeys are like with your family, but I wouldn't be scared to put this on the Orcs, (laughs) basically. Um, And I think Gets is so criminally underrated in the UK. I think he is... one of the the true, like, torchbearers oh, yeah. of, of, of Grime that does not get the credit he deserves. Um, and I feel like I just need to speak up for him a bit there. And surprisingly, speaking of Grime, one of my uh, favourite releases this year um, actually was Skeptor's All In EP. Mm.
2: Um,
1: it's very short. I think there's only, like, five songs on it. Um, but Eyes On Me and Bellator, I just think they're such strong tracks. And Eyes I think On Me was this- sick. Yeah, I think for Skepta, yeah, like, he, I think he's actually so much more authentic. I know you can't compare the two, but he's so much more authentic than Drake, yeah, and like, keeping up with the times and keeping, like, a fresh sound. Like, I feel like Skepta is actually still quite cool. <laughs> like, like, as, I think you can listen to all in, and be like, yeah, this is hard rather than like listening to someone who's in their mid 30s late 30s trying to like make grime.
0: Yeah, he does feel, and, he does feel...
1: And and it, and it still felt fresh and I think he I think he, cuz he's quite open to challenge himself with new sounds. Like there's a song Nirvana on there which is um Oh yeah, I
0: like that one to be fair. We've got Jay Balvin in.
1: Yeah, which is like such a random collab but it works. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, works really like well one. and that's what I love about Skepta. I think he's actually a lot more versatile than people give him credit for. Um
0: so yeah, that's what I have to say about New UK artists. Yeah, um, I mean the Gets one, I get and I appreciate and I can understand that that was a good album. I just can't resonate with him like the way he. I think I mentioned his, like the, his flow and stuff like that and his his voice, like just a bit annoying. Like I like him on even on like in the fire when he's on that. There's just something which just feels a bit like. I don't know his voice is sound, I don't know there's it was, it's very cuz it reminds
1: like I think <laughs> I am trying to like articulate this but yeah. it's not going to sound right right how do you feel about gets? how I feel about Stormzy like his Stormzy's voice is like nails on like, a, like... yeah with gets, I think, cause he enunciates, and it's like it's kind of like whoa, 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 like it's like your brain is kind of like scattered, like trying to process the sound you're hearing and then actually understanding what he's saying. It's kind of like you can't just sit there and listen peacefully.
0: Yeah, and his delivery, and his delivery, like even some lines, he will be like, "Oh
1: no, 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 no." Do you
0: know what I mean, like he'll like mm. he'll like sort of mutter some things, but it's in the concept of it, it's like telling a narrative or telling a story. So like, so I get why he does it. I just don't. Like it,
1: yeah. See, I and it's it's funny because out, out of the grime guys like him and Kano. Yeah, are I are love Kano. I curious. love Kano,
0: but like, I just guess I just I don't I don't know what it is like. And
1: I, I feel like they deliver in quite a similar way, though.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't I I I I cannot put a finger on why I just it's not like I don't like it. I just wouldn't listen to it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's fair. Um, so I think that's like. Yeah, it's just like one of the ones where I just I just I can't put my finger on it. It's just something which I just can't I can't resonate mm. with. Um, and yeah, I mean, there is absolutely no connection to this last one, which I personally want to speak about. Um, <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you're going to connect uh, gets <laughs> to the next uh, album, but for me, and I would arguably say probably my favourite album of the year, probably, um, was an evening with Silk Sonic which huh? <laughs> I'm,
1: Ooh,
0: I'm favorite so, i'm sorry like,
1: legit favorite
0: that uh, that album thing that out uh, thing uh, that album is i can't i think do you know the reason why i think it's so good is because again my expectation anticipation i was thinking like i'll stick it on i'll listen to it i see what the hype about it, and i listened to it and i was like this i, I don't know what it is I just thought it was so fucking sick. Mm. The the inspiration of like the sort of Motown 60s, 70s, like that whole vibe. No one is making I can't believe they've been able to make music that has sound that sounds like it's from like my from before I was born, but also it feels so current and it's got the sort of like chart stuff, it's got the sort of slow, slow why I did not slow wine is the wrong word, but a like slow jam sort of thing. I just there's not a song on there which I think I could discredit and say that it's like um doesn't deserve to be on there. Again, it's got the same sort of thing, like it's got the intro which kind of encapsulates everything. Um, mm-hmm. I just I think it's such a good album. Fly as me when I heard that, it's like bet you wanna, um, bah, 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 bah. and I just I just love it. Like I think what I like about it as well is that Anson Pack gets such a shine on it considering Bruno Mars is the biggest star and Bruno Mars is probably the buy-in for that album. Like I think people, more people who listen to Bruno Mars will buy into the album or listen, to listen to it because he's on it. And pack is such a spotlight and such a star starring role. And the album, all the music sounds like, I don't think it sounds like, I think it sounds like an Anderson pack album that has Bruno Mars kind of on it. Um, Rather than the other way around, because I think it was the other way around, it would have been a bit like, ugh. Because Bruno Mars is standalone stuff, give or take. Like, I want to see him live. I think he's on the bucket list because I've heard he's a very good performer. But, yeah. But, An Evening with Silk Sonic, I just think is by far, again, I think this might be one of the ones where it's because it's so fresh in my memory. But that album, I've not stopped playing since its release. I think it was, I think it's incredible. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is. There's, there's nothing I could def- like defend it with. Other, than it, mm. it just hits
2: different
1: for me. I agree. I think I think they bring out the best in each other, mm. and I think what they've been able to do in terms of producing a sound that still sounds like you could play it now, and you could also imagine it being played, like you know, with your mm. aunts and uncles, whoever back in the day. I just can't shake Bruno Mars as a tribute act. <laughs> it's it's giving butlins. It's,
0: giving... <laughs> it's giving red coats <laughs> or blue coats even
1: <laughs> it's giving cruise ship um Go on, yeah, Bruno, I give know, us like, <laughs> I, I think, and it's funny because I actually really like Bruno Mars. I mm. really do. And I think it's actually been TikTok that's actually made me appreciate how much I really do like him because a lot of his songs go viral on there. Um, and I sort of rediscover them. I'm like, oh my God, he's actually really talented. But oh, I think when I was your man, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> like he's actually so fucking talented, but there is just something that just seems really cheesy and... When you are taking so much inspiration from other sources and not really adding your own twist, it just becomes very tribute Um, whether you know, like even I say, like 24 karat magic, is that yeah, 20, right?
0: yeah, 24 karat, yeah, 24, golds.
1: Oh, like 24 a, K a, gold. 24k gold. What's that? One yeah, I <laughs> no,
0: anyway. think 24k. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I imagine. Anyway, uh, I digress. <laughs> it, it, it's all just very like. It's like if someone said to you, "Did you ever see them like challenges on Twitter?" That's just like, "What about if Bruno Mars made a sound like I made a Motown song? It would sound like this,
2: and yeah. then people
1: like, do a reenactment of like what it should sound like." It's like there is such for me a delta between like a Bruno Mars sound um I, I don't know it's just it's, I just cannot shake this tribute act thing I generally think he just sounds like a very very fucking good tribute act of the sounds he chooses to adopt and I don't even think he's doing it in like a dick riding way I don't even think he's doing it in, in like a in a crass way I think he does it very fucking good but you don't add anything new and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just not what I
0: like. Yeah. And I think, I think the reason why I like it is because obviously it makes me feel happy without making me feel like I need to think about, too much or i need to get in my feels too much and again yeah. this is where you and i have that difference of like you like things which you're like oh, okay i feel the emotion of the lyrics or something like that whereas yeah. sometimes i just want to vibe and i could put that on when i'm cooking i could put it on when i'm driving it could i could put it on when i'm at the gym and i literally <laughs> i'm just like i'm not like, i'm like bet you wanna oh, da, 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 da. and i'm just i'm vibing i feel happy i just feel good the serotonins are popping off um <laughs> and that's why i just think is like Yeah, I, I, it is just, it is just one. I I think I just like things which make me just feel just happy, man. And that is for me the album. Arguably, I'd say album. If it's not, if it's not the album, it's in definitely top three. Yeah, for me, um, and it's the example of like that. I think that album and then Adele's album were released like a week after each other or something like that. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, this is like two of the best albums released this year just
1: the last quarter of the year i was just like oh thank god it's like we're being starved yeah
0: yeah feed us in I'd just like to end on because you know we love to end on a bit of negativity um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um maybe not projects
1: mm-hmm. because
0: my examples are projects they songs i've got two songs which i think are the worst of the year
1: uh, I so hope we have the same
0: one. I'm so excited to this, for this. I mean, We definitely have got one which is going to be the same. So my first one, which probably won't be the same, but I just hate anyway. Um, and again, Blasphemy. Sorry, Drake. Um, Girls Want Girls. I fucking hate that song so much. It's so outdated with the, like, girl, you're lesbian. Yeah, me too, whatever. <laughs> Corny cheesy and the problem is i was when i first listened to that song i was like going like before he said like oh girl you say you're lesbian girl me too i was like i kind of like this song i was like yeah this is right at least that line i'm just like i'm really sorry i can't i don't know if it's just my my personal beliefs of like how misogynistic and uh low-key kind of homophobic it is i don't mm. know if it's that but it's just so cringe like mm. like and also the, the I don't know I, know, I just, I just really, I just really don't like it. It's like one of instant skip songs. Um, I don't know if you feel the same about that song, but I, I
1: feel. exactly the same. I was like. Like, I was and, like, especially
0: when you put, sorry, wants and Needs from Scary Hours, A Little Baby and Drake, a collab, versus Girls, Girls, What, Girls, Girls, Whatever. Like, if you just switch them out, if you switch them out, and you put what's of need on certified lover boy i think it would have bumped up the quality of the certified lover boy album way higher girls want girls could have gone on scary hours and it would have still landed and delivered i think girls want girls could have stood on that album on that ep and still landed in the same way that wants and needs landed because of how good uh well, not how good, but how viral. What's next and how good Lemon Pepper Freestyle was. I think What's and mm-hmm. Needs didn't get the shine that it deserved because it was next to the other two songs. Whereas, if Once and Needs was on this certified so love, certified uh, so love boy, it would have really stood out as one of uh, the highlights on the album. Does that make, yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. I think. Um... For me, it was like, "What's a f- what's a throwaway track doing on this album?" Mm. Um, and, and also, it just felt like a song that was maybe made around like
0: 2014. Like
1: exactly, it gives me like the sounds aren't the same, but it gives me "Get Lucky" vibes. You know, with yeah, have fun, have a good fun. It's like that kind of like yikes. There's a little bit of a. I think we may have crossed the line with this one. Yeah. <laughs> with this song, and I just think it was just really cheap, and it was such a bad feature from Little Baby. Like mm-hmm. it's like he was struggling to get the words out of his mouth. Like, my girl, blah, blah. my
2: girl
0: need a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, it awful. was just
1: shit. It was just fucking shit. Um, I agree. I just think it was such a waste of space mm. on that track listing.
0: <laughs> a little bit of a de-cheese.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. i really what? want you to tell me what your second one is because i'm so hoping it's the same one
0: if it's not boys by jesse nelson then i don't know what it oh I don't.
1: no it's not but that's such a good one i completely forgot about that
0: what do you know what do you know why i hate that song so much and why it's pissed me off so much because it's, it's ruined bad boy for life for me forever
1: sorry side uh, note, have you seen that
0: riff is so hard and so good and then she puts in her song and now i can't hear bad boy for life without hearing i need a bad bad boy oh why have you ruined one of the best hip-hop songs of all time and done what you've done with it that like, yeah
1: Have you seen this video that's been going viral with her lately where she goes, Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's just so funny. Like everything, I think that video, yeah, just the whole release of that song was so fucking mishandled, so outdated, and was just like.
0: did Did you hear like Sherlock? No, what is it? Jessie Nelson can make boys, but she could never make swagger jagger or something like that.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> so true. I, I think it was just really bad. And I, and like, you know, people I think we're making very good points about the whole black fishing thing. Like it it was literally like she's putting on a costume and she's doing such a fucking disservice Her to black the culture. Theme, yeah. To to. Like, black American I'm so, culture.
0: I'm, I'm so surprised Diddy signed that off. Like, I know he's chasing the cheddar, mm. but, like, that is... Su- that, like, if I heard one of my most iconic... Arguably probably one of the most iconic Diddy songs that's ever been made, bastardised like that, chase a check, like, Diddy has no... Diddy does not care about music anymore if he's no. if he's allowed and stuff like that. Like, I, I think I, we'll talk about the the jesse Nelson Nicki minaj thing on another episode because i think it relates to one of the topics we want to talk about anyway so disregarding the uh for me at least the the black fishing the cultural appropriation etc like that it is just and what's more annoying i feel like such a clown because i was actually quite buzzing for it because i obviously i like little mix we all know this I like Jesse. I was thinking, she I watch make a And I was like, with Nicki Minaj, and then Nicki Minaj bars are actually actively quite good for a Nicki Minaj feature. The sh- the, the the shade, the mess that comes with it, we'll ignore it. But that it's just the performance, the rollout, how her PR team have managed it and fumbled it so badly, and made her seem like such a like she is a villain, like if they had awards still, like, villain of the year, she just, she is, like, a pantomime villain. Like, I just want to boo her. Like, which is, like, and her her Jingle Bell performance, where she's, like, doing the, and someone was, like, tweeting, like, I think she thinks she's having, like, a Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball moment of, like, that sort of, like, shedding of the skin, shedding of, like, the sort of image. So cringe. Like, it's just so inauthentic, so cringe. She has no fucking idea of what, she's, Got an idea of what she wants to do, but she's just not got it like that. Like, and she's trying mm-hmm. to be like, "Oh, I want to make music, which I really like." I re- I'm like, "I'm sorry, you've left one of the biggest gr- like groups in the." And also, she's like going, like, oh, I I want to make music, which um I've always wanted to make." If Little Mix release, Little Mix wouldn't lower their standards to release stuff like that. Like, they would make something if they were going to do something like that, they'd have done it and done it better in the group. But like, I don't understand why she's, but well, I do understand why she's left Little Mix. I get it, but. That's what, if that's what you're wanting to make, like you don't deserve to be making music, I'm sorry.
1: That song was an attempt to get on the Who We Be playlist and it failed.
0: <laughs> it's just cringe, it's it's bad. Like, and what's more annoying is when I first heard it, I was like, do you know what? I don't hate this. I saw the music video and I was like, aesthetically, the music video is cool. In my opinion, like the whole swinging butt like, uh, cause it's based on the Bad Boy For Life video itself. And it is like, there are bits of it which are cool, the who she is as a person and the fact that she doesn't yeah the whole i mean the whole scandal which comes up with it anyway that comes like associated with it she doesn't deserve to and she should not be doing them sort of visuals as who she is and she appropriates like black guys a black like black men with like all on the sort of like with the tattoos and on like low rides and stuff like that like you're like you're not from i don't know just messy but,
1: it, it just felt like something that would have, like, been uh, kind of cool, maybe, on, like, 2014 Tumblr.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, so, da- it's so like, dated. Like, there's, yeah, there's so many things about...
1: It was just shit. I thought it was terrible, and I can't stand her anyway. So I was laughing to myself at her downfall. Yeah. So I'm a hater. I wake up, and I'm a hater.
0: Yeah, like, so I, 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 didn't, really I, it. I didn't want to be, but I became a hater, and... <laughs> Little, little little Mix 3 for life, baby. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, what's the one which you were hoping we were going to have? Because to be fair, I might actually hate it anyway and I've just not sprung to my mind.
1: <laughs> Bad Habits by cheer <laughs> <laughs> The poor imitation of the weekend was what killed me. And I actually saw the music video for the first time when I was um in like a waiting room the other day and they had like a little TV screen with a music videos, like a music TV
0: Channel playing. And I was like, fuck me, this is shit. Gina, I honestly swear my life you've made me feel nauseous by mentioning it. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the fucking Twilight cosplay of that music video. <laughs> Robert Patterson. <laughs> Get your lawyers. I
1: fucking cut my drink out. Oh my god!
0: Sue that man. (laughs) The bright, the bright pink, (laughs) the sparkly glittery kind of demonic eyes, the the spiky ginger hair. Fuck off! Fuck! (laughs) I I hate it so much. And it's like, yeah, perfect example. He's hopping on the sound like the weekend has honed and taken that sort of like 80 synth vibe but he's added to it and he's brought it to 2021, 2022, 2020, whatever. He's done that just to cop hop on a trend. And what's more annoying is that like that bat the sort of instrumental of it was like fucking everywhere. It was all over the Olympics. It was everywhere. So then like I was hearing it and I'm like I'm like, oh yeah. And then I remember what it is and I'm like, no, no, stop. Um I fucking I yeah oh god I, yeah, I, I mean, the thing is that he's just so not on my radar. I wouldn't he? even like say he is about is a bad project because I just assume anything that Air releases is a bad project. Like, <laughs> like now at the point, I am full on the hate train, and I've just yeah, hate him. Um, uh, that, uh, yeah, you've made me that like, the thought of that video and that song makes me angry. Like,
1: Joe um, makes me laugh. Yeah, is what you, what you said about Twilight. It's not even Twilight. It's like, do you, do you ever see that film, My Little Vampire?
0: <laughs> no, I haven't but yeah I know it's like it's like shit it's like a shit Netflix version of like it's just it's just like so it's like so what he's done is he's tried to do it like to be really cool and but it feels really camp and really like (laughs) but not camp in a good way like camping like a (laughs) but just camping a bit like like I think I think I know what he was trying to do but he just did not do it like
2: yeah. He was trying to
0: be like, ah, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's like, he's made something which is, I don't know, like, oh, oh. I literally
2: and love the, getting it. And the,
0: the way that he, I don't know if you've seen the video, but the way he flings his arms to start fucking striking, <laughs> and you see his nails, and they're like long and like weird, and like, oh, just. Everything about, like, I don't want the things that like, I don't even want to direct our listeners to watch the video because I don't want him to earn, <laughs> I don't want him to earn 3p per video play that he gets for it. But it's like one of the things you kind of have to watch. I then immediately want to go to the bathroom and pour bleach in your eyes and just be like, <laughs> let me get rid of that memory. Let me get rid of that instant oh, chill and know, shudder please. and sickness that you get from the fucking fling of the arms as these guys <laughs> soaring through a tap, which looks like Stevenage Town Centre as well. It looks like, it's not even like, it looks like he's flying through like Stevenage Town Centre. With there's like, I
1: think I've at least chosen something a bit more goffy like Edinburgh. Or I don't know. I don't there's, know.
0: There's, it just feels like, I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure what makes me what gives me the ick with Ed Sheeran the thought of him sat in the makeup chair getting his hair gel and the makeup can, you,
0: can you put my are you putting my fangs in yet? they're going last
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's actually free. and Sheeran's like a cool guy but oh, what nah. what's going on here what's going on he's a goon he's an absolute oh that's I just had to end on that note because it is <laughs> Really, I love hearing
0: oh, these. So no funny. one, no one incites rage like Ed Sheeran. Like me, me, Jess, and Amy, like a little, my friends from uni. Like we always, like we always have. Every time he pops up on that, he pops up on, like, every. I was watching, like we were watching, like this TV series that like, called Modern Love. He pops up on there. He just pops up everywhere. and I'm like, fuck off.
2: <laughs> Get out <laughs> Leave
0: here. my space. Stop trying to be an actor. Stop trying to be. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's unnecessary hate. I don't know. There's just like about him who I'm just like, yeah. Fuck,
1: Those
0: jokes. fuck you Ed Sheeran. I'm not looking forward to your releases anymore. I've not even listened to his album. um
1: no, and I'm
0: not going to waste my time because I don't want to listen to it and like something on it either.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if I am being frankly honest, <laughs> I don't listen. Um, to it. I don't listen to it in case I hear anything I like it. I'm a critical, so you're in, you're in the bad camp, Ed.
2: Um,
1: oh, yeah. I think on that note, but yeah. So that's our uh, recap of 2021. Obviously, there were so many that we missed out, but I think these are ones that are probably the most like, poignant to us. For I, the year, there, there is
0: every single album we talked about, I could have talked about for a good extra 45 minutes per album because I had such strong opinions on it. Um, but yeah, that is the episode that we wrap up 2021 and yeah. now on to new horizons we kick it off the season again with well past the orcs in a couple of weeks time we are taking little breaks don't worry guys you will be heartbroken that we won't have an episode on the 31st of january but it will be back ready for it's vac- all
1: for a good vac- reason
0: back for valentine's day baby um mm-hmm. not even thought about the theme yet but we're getting it um and then we've got a wonderful guest coming on the podcast as well which you'll find out more about later. Um, and yeah, we'll be just back looking into the future this time um, and kicking 2022 off with a dabang it deserves. Exactly. Thank you for listening. Guys. Wonderful. And we'll see you in a bit, bitches. Bye. See ya.